Welcome to Tell Me More About Co-Housing with Lynn Morstead and Kelly Soika. Co-Housing Houston is a multi-generational, community-minded group of people who share the values of connection and sustainability. We're developing the first co-housing project in Texas, in Houston, even ahead of Austin. So welcome, everybody. I think this is episode number five. Wow. Hi, Lynn. Wow. It's great. How are you doing, Kelly? Great. How are you? I'm great. You know, I've been thinking about change a lot. Mm -hmm. And just as it relates to myself, as it relates to the kinds of questions that our people are bringing when they're considering this co-housing project. And um, I've really been thinking back to my career before I retired about, I was very active in change management in the corporate world. And we always tried to get people to look at change management in two different areas. One would be from a personal emotional level. And then the other one is sort of from an intellectual skills capability level. And I realized that as I'm thinking about co-housing, I've come up with a whole new way of doing this in my head. I'm looking at it, and of course, you know, it's the whole three thing coming back into play. <laughs> yes, we are indeed talking about threes again. But I've sort of conflated those both two those those two ideas into um, a new lens, a new way of looking at it. Been looking at it from the perspective of familiarity as one way that we make this change work for us. The second way is connection. And then the third way is belonging. And I just wanted to throw that out there today for us to kind of chew on a little bit and explore a bit more about what that means to us personally, as well as what that means for us moving into this co-housing Houston project. I like that, Lynn. You know, I reflect on, we moved to Houston three years ago and so picked up and uh, we didn't know Houston at all. We had visited one time before we moved here. And so when I hear those things, I think back to that move of, you know, what did that mean to me to be in a new city? And uh, what did that look like? You know, what does the change look like? Um, Because now we are dedicated, happy Houstonians Um, but it was all new, you know, at one point. And so when I start to think about the familiarity part of it, Mm. I remember the first, you know, couple of nights in our, in our new place. And, you know, you hear a squeak or something scratching against a window and you just don't know what it is. And so it's really, uh, makes you a little bit anxious. Sometimes it can be, um, delightful, a delightful surprise. For example, the scratching at the window turned out to be this beautiful crepe myrtle that Mm-hmm. It was a little bit too close to the house, but it's really beautiful in the spring. Um, so, you know, there are like these unknown things that you just don't, you just don't know until you know. And so the familiarity part of it, really, you have to go through it um, in order to feel comfortable, I think, with change. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. And one of the benefits that we have about this particular change, I, it just now hit me. I hadn't even thought about it before we started talking this morning is that, you know, we have the opportunity before we even move over there, we have almost two years before we will move in to make, to, to, we have this huge window where we can become familiar by driving over there, by getting to know what the neighborhood looks like, by, you know, getting to know, you know, this person's fence, their front door, their plants, uh, their animals, there's even chickens running around on one side of the street. 
you know, we just have a wonderful opportunity. I think about the other moves that I've made, um, especially like overseas moves. You you fly in on an airplane and you're just there. You know, I, yeah. I didn't even get any visits in advance of my expat assignments. So it's um, it's really it's really going to be a great benefit to us. It's as opposed to learning about the new place by reading books or watching movies or uh, looking up maps on the internet, we actually can go over there ourselves. And yeah, and I would say too, the familiarity with the people around us, you know, not only are we getting to know each other so that you will already know all of your neighbors before you move in, but also the more time we spend over there on our site, you know, it's a very friendly neighborhood and people keep coming by and introducing themselves and we will know our immediate neighbors, you know, beyond co-housing also before we move in, which is, I think, very rare. I, I never have known neighbors before <laughs> before we've moved in, you know. I know. Yeah. I know. Well, you know, that speaks to the connection piece. So we talked a little bit about the familiarity. Um, the more familiar you are, the more it feels like home. So yeah. on the connection piece, you know, just like you're saying, I mean, like we were there on Saturday we thought we were just going to be holding this little event for people who wanted to do a virtual reality site tour on site. And before we knew it, we had the guy, I'm going to call him corner lot guy, Mark. He's yeah. coming over, checking out what's going on. Neighbors want to know what's happening here. Super friendly guy, gave, gave several of his pens from his business, told us if we ever need any car work doing, he's got a car shop around the corner. So, you know, already kind of making those connections. Yeah. And, um, it was great. And I think it's important, you know, to, for me, that sense of connection with a place is I need to kind of know where the things are, you know, I need to know where the grocery store is. And, but then, then the next level is the connection with the grocery store, you know, like this is, this is the checkout person who I like chatting with because she has the same name as my daughter. And, you know, you start to build those connections in a new place and it makes you feel like, like it's home, you know, those are the mm -hmm. things that make it into, into home. And so it's been interesting as we have been exploring the East End to meet the people who own the coffee shop and to chat with them about, you know, why they're there and, and what they, what they like about the neighborhood and um, to hear about their kind of journey of you know, creating this coffee shop or, um, you know, I just think that, that those kinds of connections then bind you to a place. Mm -hmm um, in a really lovely way. You know, one thing, I don't know if you guys saw when you drove over to the property on Saturday, and if I hadn't been in such a hurry, I would have actually just stopped and, and inquired what was going on. So at Eastwood Park, which is just two blocks away, yeah. did you see that they were doing a tree planting? No, I didn't they see were, that. I came down from the north. Okay. So there was a bunch of people gathered. There were balloons there. At first, it looked like it was a sort of a birthday party, but then they had this whole tree planting thing going on. So I was like, what is going on here? Mm -hmm. So I would love to have made a connection there. Yeah. I got the feeling that all I would have needed to have done is park my car and just gone over and said, hello, like what's yeah. going on? You know, yeah. you just get that feeling there, don't you? Yes. Yeah, definitely. And you know, the, the nice thing too now is that you'll watch those trees grow up and that is that longevity um, strengthens your connection with any geographic location. Yeah. Really. And another really delightful moment for me on Saturday in terms of connecting was we actually got to meet the very famous Emilio Vargas. So you Emilio, have to tell who this is because I did I, not know. 
Oh my gosh, I have been reading about him in the Chronicle. He was even on ABC News, local news uh, in December of 2019. And he is this guy who he is, it's like something from another era. It's sort of the um, local neighborhood version of what we might have known as ice cream trucks in our neighborhood. So it's a very, very kind of culturally South American tradition of a guy uh, peddling around on a bicycle, selling um, some cold drinks in an ice bucket. He's got some um, various bags of fresh cut up fruit and he will then spice up your fruit. I love this. You just don't find this in many places. We used to get this in Asia too. He put chili powder on my pineapples and my cucumbers with lemon juice. Oh my gosh, to die for. So, and he's been written about so much and I just couldn't believe it when he just came with his little music box and he comes riding down the street. So we invited him into the property and got to know him and chat with him. And uh, it was like, wow, I'm meeting a, a local, he's an iconic figure. He's, he's a he's, celebrity. He's a celebrity. Yes. Yes. So that also made me feel like I belong and I know this guy. I know this guy by name. So yes, <laughs> it's really very cool. Um, which kind of leads us into that sense of belonging, I feel like, you know. So, yeah. you know, we were there as our group on Saturday, mixing within the community, if you will. And we're all now starting to really feel like we belong to each other. Um, one thing that struck me was how we're starting to miss each other when we're not having Zoom calls every day. And <laughs> it was so great to see a couple of people who've been busy at work, like Benny and Paresh, been really busy the last week. And so I hadn't seen them as much. And it was like, oh my gosh, I've, I've missed you. And um, I can't believe I say I'm missing these Zoom meetings, but I am because that's the way I'm connecting with them. And I'm feeling like I belong, like we belong together at some level. Yeah, the way that it shows up for me a lot is with um, my kids. Um, I've noticed that they now go and they have their own relationship with the other people in our co-housing community. They walk up to them and chat with them and you know do things with them and, um, Elise, my youngest, went up and and uh, and sought permission to do something from one of the other moms, and um, and then as she was climbing on some of the stuff that's on our lot currently, you know, I could see the other adults' eyes kind of, you know, half uh, half on their conversation and half on is that kid gonna fall? You know, it just is a real sense of you know she's she belongs to all of us in that regard and and that's really lovely um to see that kind of community coming together for her for me for us all i like that i love that yeah and i and i also like the feeling that i am getting connected with the kids that they 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 um feel very comfortable demanding of my attention as if i was an aunt or or something like that and and by the same token i also feel very comfortable telling elise that okay if your mom's going to be a mean mom and she won't pick you up after school you're going to get my cell phone number because i'll pick you up i love the school pickup thing so um for the record i, I am making them ride their bikes home <laughs> yeah yeah i know but that'll change when we move to co-housing <laughs> it's true it's true 
<laughs> well, and they feel very excited and very comfortable um, having, you know, other people around them who are not their parents. And I really, to me, that's one of the biggest values of co-housing yeah. is to have this bigger group and for, for my kids to feel like they belong, you know, it's, yeah. it's really hey, Kelly, I'm going to do a mini seg- uh, spontaneous uh, sort of sidestep here. I just want to highlight for our listeners that that noise in the background Uh, is one of the things that will not be moving into our co-housing community with us. You want to tell us what it is, Kelly? Uh, It's Monday. So it is leaf blower day where every no leaf shall go unblown in Houston. I know there is scourge other places too, but seriously, our weather here is good year round. So therefore trees are shedding leaves year round and the leaf blowers are just insane. And I keep putting uh, it on mute to try to when it's the worst. But anyway, that's the noise you hear. Yeah. So I didn't want them to think that we have some sort of shoddy quality that we're not. <laughs> so it's, it's, just, just a, it's just life. It's just uh-huh. life playing itself out in Houston. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I cannot wait to live in a community that does not have leaf blowers going all Monday morning. Yeah. I hope that works out for you. I mean, seriously, I'm not being sarcastic. No, but. really. I will buy a broom. I okay, okay, so this is on record, right? I will buy a broom and I will sweep the pedways in our community. Okay. That yes. will ensure that we do not have a leaf blower. So Okay, it's it's on the record now, so it's go. now being recorded. Well, this it's, is our oral history, so yeah. we'll have, we'll see how it turns out in like 3 years she can be like, "So Kelly, let's go yeah. back." To- how did that work out for you? Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So listen, just getting back to this belonging, because one of the things I wanted to draw out of this conversation was the fact that we keep talking about it being an upside down development. In other words, first of all, you build community and then you build the building, whereas the normal way that any of us have ever made a change in terms of moving anywhere before in our lives is that we move first and then secondly, we then develop community or we live into the space that we're in. And I think this is one of the things that is going to make this a really unique experience. It feels unfamiliar because of that, but I actually can see the upside of it to be just so powerful that if we can really um, explain this in the right way to people that I think they would probably feel more comfortable coming along than perhaps the first blush of concept might, might strike them. Yeah, and, and you, yeah, you, you, I wanted to make sure you talk about what you were saying earlier today about the fact that we're making a conceptual shift first. Oh yeah, so you know, I think that really the there are two moves going on. The first move is a conceptual move where you move from, you know, my individual space, my home to, okay, I'm ready to live in community. And that you kind of have to go through all three stages of that first, right? You need the familiarity. You're going to be in a community meeting. And the first community meeting is kind of, you know, a little maybe scary because they're all new people to you and you don't kind of know the norms. And then you kind of quickly move through that and it becomes familiar and you start to build connection with uh, the people in the room. And then you have this deep sense of belonging. So you do this kind of conceptual move first. And then the physical move is actually pretty easy um, from that standpoint, because you're not trying to meet all of your neighbors, figure everything out. Um, you've already done all of that work. So the physical move is is um, is the upside down part of it, right? The, 
first we build the community and then we and then we do the buildings. Yeah, it's kind of this easy tack on task at the end. Because in reality, and this is one of this, this is one of the things that I struggled with in my corporate career, is that people um, they talk a lot about doing the right kind of change management, but then they never want to spend the time on doing it. And the good thing about this project is that we don't have a choice because the building is not built. What are we going to do between now and when we move in? We are actually doing all of the really healthy uh, kind of idealistic change work that we really would want any project to be doing in advance. We don't have a choice. And so we're making good use of that time to go through these different stages of change and, um, you know, adopting the new way. So that, like you said, by the time we move in, it's all just going to be a matter of unpacking boxes. Yeah. Which would be I feel that way about consensus. I think that there's a link here to consensus also, because, you know, if you um, need to make a decision or come together, you do all of the, the hard work and the conceptual shift, beforehand, you, you do the discussion, you uh, do your research, you bring people on board, you amend things so that you can bring more people on board. Um, you do all that upfront work. And then when it comes time to actually do the consensus, it's, it's super easy because you've done all the hard work already. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, so true. I mean, that's like a lot of, a lot of votes of votes that straight up majority vote, you know, one group or some portion of that, the majority will get what they want at the beginning, but then they spend all this effort and time after the decision has been taken to then persuade everybody else who didn't vote for that, that this is what, what we're going to do. And I mean, it's often, it's really trying, the hard part is to get people to take action on something that they haven't really bought into. And yeah. so I think that there's a lot to be said for us, you know, thinking about our move and our change in terms of these three aspects. And I'm, I think we're about kind of closing out for today. Does that sound good to you? So thanks, Lynn. Yeah. So familiarity, connection, belonging. If you're thinking about co-housing, think about it in terms of that, you know, framework. How can you get more familiar with the concept? How can you start connecting with people or the environment in which that would then be taking place? And then start generating this belonging that natural is sort of a natural byproduct of the, the first two. Here we did it once again in threes. <laughs> so you know the deal with the threes, right? Is when you are in a growth environment, uh, three is the number that is delta. Because one is the individual, two is a relationship, and then three is the delta. Three is the change that comes about. So it just means that you and I are in a growth mindset state right now. I get it. I, that explains everything. Well, thanks for stopping by. Uh, so glad you clicked on our episode five today. For more information about our project, Cohousing Houston, go to cohousinghouston.com and subscribe to our newsletter. And for general information on co-housing, we like cohousing.org. We're really active on social media as well. So check out what's happening on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search on Co-Housing Houston. And don't forget to like us or follow us. Thanks a lot. <laughs>